0: The feud is over. The Kodak war has ended. It's 2020 and me, you, we, all of us can finally watch 4K YouTube on the Apple TV, iPhone, iPad, almost, maybe. Sponsored by Brilliant. I'm Renee Ritchie. And for everything you need to know about all of Apple's upcoming updates, just hit that subscribe button and bell right now. So if you just want the answer to the problem and why it still may take a while for you to get it, if at all, just use the chapter markers to jump ahead. But if you wanna know who screwed up and made it such a big problem to begin with, well, buckle up, because this is some high order tech drama we're about to get into. Up until now, you just couldn't watch 4K YouTube on any of your Apple devices, almost. iTunes and Apple TV Plus, fine. Netflix and Disney Plus, no problem. Vimeo. Even Vimeo, go for it. Literally any other service, but YouTube. And you could watch 4K YouTube on literally any other droid or fire or streaming or casting device in the verse. Just not Apple's, again, almost. Chrome and other browsers on the Mac was the exception that really made the rules super beyond frustrating. And the reason for all of this is Google, but maybe it's not their fault, at least entirely. It's complicated. See, for 720p and 1080p, what's commonly called HD or high definition, pretty much everyone in the industry agreed to support the same standard codec, H.264. When it came time for 2160p or the resolutions commonly grouped together as 4K or UHD, ultra high definition, pretty much everyone in the industry, again, agreed to support the same standard codec. This time, H.265, also known by one of the worst acronyms in the history of acronyms, HEVC, or High Efficiency Video Codec. I'm not saying HEFC. Except for, you guessed it, Google. For YouTube, Google decided to go with its own competing codec, VP9. Now, because YouTube is just such a big deal, a lot of other software and hardware platforms decided to just take it in the apps. I said apps and add in VP9 support just for YouTube. Apple, being Apple, of course, did not. So all of their shared customers, all of us, the ones who just wanna watch 4K YouTube on all of our Apple devices ended up being screwed. Yeah, right in those same apps. So if you wanna tell me who you blame, just go ahead and do it in the comments. I'm about to blame both of them. Google's problem with H.265 and H.264 before it is that it's a standard, but not a free or open one. It's owned by MPEG LA. And they've historically been kind of super greedy about the royalties and licenses they charge for it. Although they've been pressured down a lot over time. A lot a lot. With H.264, almost everyone, including Google just grit their teeth and, Took it. That's why you could play 720p and 1080p YouTube in H.264 in pretty much any player or pretty much any device. Except, except some free and open source software. They either couldn't financially or simply wouldn't philosophically support a licensed royalty-based codec. So Google made an alternative, which back in the HD days was VP8. Now free and open source alternatives to licensed and royalty-based codecs are great. They're terrific, at least in theory. In practice, just because someone says their new codec is free and open source, doesn't magically make it so. Even a company as big and bad as Google. Patents are just legal minefields, except where the mines teleport around randomly. And all you have to do is get a jury in the rocket docket to say one exploded, whether it did or not. And you're looking at tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in damages and penalties, if not more. Remember Steve Jobs saying FaceTime was gonna be an open standard way back in 2010? Yeah, Apple has been fighting patent suits over that pretty much ever since. So for Apple, which has more money than some countries, they would rather just pay the licenses and royalties in this case than risk being sued over the supposed free and open source alternatives, especially since they have to pay them anyway for all that Hollywood content. When we started moving from HD to UHD and from SDR to HDR standard to high dynamic range and the file sizes threatened to become four times, if not bigger, we needed a better, smaller, more efficient way to compress them. So after a complex and borderline nightmarish set of patent pooling agreements, H.265, HEVC was announced as the next generation replacement for the ubiquitously used H.264. Google, meanwhile, developed VP9 as a replacement for their own, then seldom used VP8. And because by then they weren't just YouTube anymore, but YouTube, damn it, they decided to tell H.265 to jog on and just use VP9 instead. So yeah, begun these codec wars had. Now, some people will tell you that HEVC is also technically better than VP9. And others will of course argue that no, VP9 is actually far technically better than HEVC. And they'll all just shake their tiny Vader fist at each other on every subreddit they can, but you're all pretty. Since Google has its own ecosystem, it was trivial to build VP9 support into Android and Chrome, which is why 4K YouTube works in Chrome on the Mac. And because YouTube is YouTube, It also wasn't hard to get companies who felt they really needed YouTube in 4K, like Roku and Amazon, even other browsers on the Mac to add support in as well. But Apple, again, just gonna Apple. They'd already created custom HEVC encode and decode blocks to both their A series chips for iPhone and iPad and their T2 chips for the Mac. That meant not only would HEVC playback incredibly smoothly on Apple devices, it would do so without any software overhead, excessive heat or battery drain. And that's something Apple is really proud of, and they see it as adding significant value to their products. And it's something that just simply wouldn't be the case with VP9. And I know what some of you are about to think. Apple could just go and add VP9 encode and decode blocks to their custom Silicon as well. But one, that takes years. Also, it's not entirely clear how workable it actually would be. And here's why. Google supports VP9 and only VP9 playback for their video service, YouTube but they only support H.265. Yes, only HEVC for 4K capture on their current generation of phones, the Pixel 4. Why? Because hardware encoders are hard. So that's where we've been for the last few years. Apple not supporting VP9 and Google, YouTube just not supporting H.265 until now. At WWDC 2020, Apple announced iOS 14 and tvOS 14, but what they spent absolutely zero time on was 4K support for YouTube on any screen. But, but that little gem was tucked away at the bottom of the Apple TV 4K page on apple.com. It was there, right at the bottom. And so what happened? Did YouTube decide to re-encode their massive, massive video library in H.265 for silky smooth playback on all of Apple's devices? No, hell no. Did both Google and Apple decide to suddenly switch to the new Alliance for Open Media Video One codec or AV1? Also no, at least not yet. If that beautiful dream for a unified codec future is to come true and not be bifurcated again by the competing just announced H.266, It will not be this day. No, what seems to have happened is that Apple has added software support for VP9 to tvOS 14 and maybe, just maybe iOS 14 and iPadOS 14 as well. And I say maybe because everything about this is so weird. It's not showing up for everyone on the beta versions just yet. Some people just seem to have the option now on all of their devices, iPhones and iPads included. Some on a few, but not all of their devices. One iPad, yes, one iPad, no, and others on none of their devices. So it's possible 4K YouTube is gonna be exclusive to tvOS 14 and it's showing up on iOS 14 and iPadOS 14 right now is just a bug from that tvOS 14 rollout. And it simply won't be there come the fall because increased heat and battery drain won't be an issue on an Apple TV 4K box plugged into AC power, but it will be one for iPhones and iPads running on battery. I mean, yes, totally. Some of us have said we'd give anything for 4K YouTube on our iPhones and iPads as well, just downsample. but that anything is always theoretical. When it becomes practical and touches battery life, you know it, we will cut you. And since I'd rather be surprised than disappointed, I'm only gonna expect it on tvOS 14. But hopefully that's something the big brains at Google and Apple are busy figuring out right now. And if you wanna help, if you wanna be one of those big brains, one of the people who works on codecs and implementing them and machine learning and coding and just all of that, then Brilliant can get you started. Here's an example from their neural networks course about finding your keys in a messy room, but I'm gonna just pretend it's finding 4K in a messy deployment. As you look around your room, your wall tiles changed colors, revealing how close or far your last guess was from those keys, from that 4K. Even if you have no clear indication how to structure your guesses, you can still get better round after round, figuring out your strategy based on the feedback and finding your keys, hopefully finding 4K for all of us in surprisingly few guesses. Whether you're a student looking to get ahead while school's out, a professional who wants to just brush up on cutting edge topics, or someone who wants to simply understand and maybe even help change the world, check out Brilliant. They've got over 60 interactive courses in math science, computer science, logic and deduction, physics, quantum mechanics, game theory, cryptocurrency, and so much more. All taught through storytelling, code writing, interactive challenges, and problems to solve. If you're naturally curious, want to build your problem solving skills, or need to develop confidence in your analytical abilities, Brilliant will take complex concepts and break them up for you into bite-sized understandable chunks. You'll start by having fun with their interactive explorations, but over time, you'll be absolutely amazed at what you can accomplish. Click on the link in the description or just go to brilliant.org slash Rene and sign up for free. And the first 200 of you can also level up with 20% off the annual premium subscription. Plus, clicking on the link just really helps out the channel. Thanks, Brilliant. Thanks to all of you for your support. Check out all my software update information playlists right above and see you next video.